If Vince Lombardi hadn't become a football coach, he would have become a Catholic priest. The Brooklyn-born altar boy studied at seminary, waking before dawn to attend daily Mass. Religion was as much about routine as it was devotion to his church. He viewed the two vocations similarly, both involving a strong sense of duty, discipline, and fatherly leadership. But he left the seminary before taking vows, unable to shake his affinity for football. I remember it like it was yesterday, July 23rd, 1959. I was a new head coach of the Green Bay Packers. And I had to give them a speech. I had to give them a speech that would make them a team. 1958, the Packers were 1-10-1. and one. Not much of a team. And so this is what I said. Gentlemen, we are going to be a football team. You're going to give it everything you have every game. You are going to out-hustle. You are going to block. You are going to tackle. You are going to run every time you can run for daylight. And we're going to do this together. And we're going to do it my way, not anybody else's way, my way. And if you think you already made the team, you better think again. There are planes and trains going out of Green Bay every single day. And you're going to work to make this team, or you're going to be on one of those trains or planes out of this team. You're going to have the courage to be what I believe you can be. And that's the day that the Green Bay Packers became a football team. I'm going to tell you a little bit about winning this morning. Then I'm going to talk to you about the NFL for a little bit. Then I'm going to give you my, my principles upon which I've based my entire life, my life in football and my life everywhere outside of football too. The first principle of winning is based upon a proverb. God told me I had to use some some of his book in the message today. So I thought, since he sent me down here, I'd use that. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. This proverb says something very profound, that there are people in your life that can Hold your life together. So the first principle of winning is learning to stick together no matter what the circumstances look like. The circumstances could look like they're stacked against you. The circumstances could look like there's no way out. The circumstances could look like people are saying things about you that aren't true. No matter what the circumstances look like, you have to have people in your life who will stick with you who will walk with you. And that's what a team is. No matter what it looks like, you've got to stick with each other and walk through this together. As much as I hate to say it, that's what happened at last year's Super Bowl. The mountain at the end was, was too high. The mountain at the end was too daunting for the Patriots to climb. Who could climb that mountain? But they did. They climbed the mountain and they won. Why? 
because they learned how to stick together no matter what the circumstances look like. You have friends in your life, and they're not really friends because when adversity comes, they walk away. They don't call you anymore. They don't sit with you anymore. And listen, they don't pray with you anymore. Prayer is important to me. I almost became a, a priest. They would have called me the, the yelling priest or the loud priest or the, the priest that, that is always trying to, to do something out on the edge of things. But God made me a sticky coach, a coach that could look people in the eye and say, no matter what, we are a team that's going to stick together. Find that kind of stickiness, and no matter what happens, no matter what the circumstances look like, you're going to come out on the upside most of the time. The second principle is something I, I think about a lot. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. This is the principle of winning is staying at the cutting edge of your game. Winning is staying at the cutting edge of your game. What's your game? Maybe it's parenting. It's an important game, and you got to play it well. What's it take to stay at the cutting edge of parenting? To be playing offense, not defense. To be bringing good things to your children and guiding your children well. That could be the cutting edge of your life. It could be that the cutting edge of your game is your business, and you're trying to figure out how things are shifting and changing in the marketplace, and you've got to shift and change too, and you've got to go somewhere. You've got to be at the cutting edge. Your cutting edge could be being in school right now. Maybe you're a student, and your cutting edge is doing the best you can every day to be the best you can be as a student. Doing more than what other people are willing to do. Because the truth is, unless inside the church, outside the church, whatever game it is that you're playing, unless you're at the cutting edge, you're nowhere. You're sliding backwards. You're sliding off the field. You're not doing the things that are going to keep you in the game for the long haul. Being at the cutting edge keeps you in the game for the long haul. And you have to make a decision that that's what you want. And then you have to invite somebody into that game with you, somebody who can, can talk to you, somebody who can, can walk with you and run with you and be a part of helping you on the cutting edge. That could be a coach. Lots of coaches are cutting edge people. Who's coaching you in your life today? Because no matter how old you are, no matter where you are, you need somebody that's going to help you stay at the cutting edge of your life. Sticking together, being at the cutting edge. There's a, there's a third winning principle. It goes with this verse here, Proverbs 28, 23. Whoever rebukes a person will in the end gain favor rather than one who... See, when you come down from heaven, they don't give you the glasses to do this stuff with. Rather than one who has a flattering tongue. Rather than one who has a flattering tongue. So this is the principle of winning takes the courage to face the truth when it hurts to face the truth, when it hurts to face the truth, and then thank someone for the truth. That's what winning is. This is the toughest principle of winning. You need somebody who will tell you the truth about you. You need somebody who will make your, you better because they're willing to tell you what needs to change. 
what needs to shift, what needs to grow, what needs to happen next in your life. And when that person does it, it's, it's very likely going to hurt. I never smiled when I talked to my players about things like that. Never. When I said, you forgot the play. You missed the block. What were, what were you thinking? You weren't prepared. We did a whole game plan, and, and you, were in a different, you were playing a different game. Whether I was talking to Bart Starr, whether I was talking to Paul Horning, didn't matter. I was there to tell them the truth, even when it hurt, and I didn't smile. But then I smiled when after I told them they changed, when after I told them they shifted, when after I told them they made the adjustments. And I smiled because I realized that I helped them. And they would inevitably, inevitably come and thank me. I tried to be as tough as I could to get the best that I could out of a team, a team of individuals who would become one and who would become the greatest NFL team in history. More championships than any other team, the Green Bay Packers. And so we have these three principles that will help us in life. Stick together no matter what. Stay at the cutting edge. Have the courage to face the truth. And if you will live that, if you will live it and embrace it and let God in his great wisdom press those things into your lives every day, then even though it might not be a good day, it doesn't matter. Even though you might face a challenge that you didn't know you were going to face, it doesn't matter. You are going to, to play always to win the game so that even when you lose, you win because you know what it takes to win. Let me talk to you a little bit about a, a young man, a young man around which a controversy has swirled for about a year. His name is Colin Kaepernick, great, great young Christian man, follows the Jesus Christ that you follow, great, great young football player. And yet he began to move in a way that became so controversial, it ended up getting him out of the NFL. It allowed for lots of confusion in the NFL. Some of that confusion is still hanging in the air today. When I think about Colin, I think he wants to do good. I think he wants to do as much good as he can for as much people as he can. I think he wants to do that for as long as he can. And I believe in that too. But he's missing something. It reminds me of a song that was, was written about 1970. And if I remember correctly, the, the writer of this song, the performer of this song was, was somebody named, I think it was Cat, something like Cat. Cat Stevens, Cat Stevens, and he put this song together, and, and I used to keep these lyrics in my pocket and, and refer to them, because I was dealing with a lot of young people all the time, and this gives you a perspective of what's going on right now between Colin and the NFL. I was once like you are now, and I know that it's not easy to be calm when you found something going on, but take your time. Think a lot. Think of everything you've got, for you will still be here tomorrow, but your dreams may not. And this is the perspective of an older father type of figure. As a matter of fact, Cat Stevens titled this song, Father and Son. For you will still be here tomorrow, but your dreams may not. 
And then the son replies, the younger man replies, All the times that I cried, keeping all the things I knew inside, it's hard, but it's harder to ignore it. If they were right, I'd agree, but it's them they know, not me. It's them they know, not me. Now there's a way, and I know that I have to go away. I know I have to go. There's that tension when a young person feels like they've got to do something. They've got to make a mark. They've got to change the world. And the older person knows that it takes a lot of people working together to change the world. It takes a lot of people sitting around a table for a lot of meetings to change the world. It takes a lot of, takes a lot of grace to change the world. So what I would, what I'd say to Colin Kaepernick, follower of Jesus Christ, is Colin, a long time ago, a man named Paul, wrote something in a book to a young church. And what he wrote was all about love. And if you read that, if you read that chapter, Colin, everything you need to know, everything you need to know, to do, to do everything that's in your heart, everything you need to know is, is in that chapter. And what would God say to the NFL? Long time ago, one of my followers wrote a chapter in a letter all about love. And everything you need to know is in that. Because you have accepted a great stewardship for all the resources that you have and all the influence that you have. And so steward your resources and steward your energy and efforts toward the things that, that always matter the most, not the things that pull everybody down, but the things that, that lift everybody up and make everyone on the same team. I was so proud of my Packers when earlier in the season they came out and everybody locked arms and they stood for the national anthem. They locked arms. And everybody in the stands in Green Bay locked arms and they stood for the national anthem. Because if we're not one, then we've missed the main point of what it takes to be everything, not just that, that being an American demands, but being everything that God asks of us. We can be one. That's what my life has always been about, making sure we are all one working off the same page together. So I've shared with you some biblical principles for, for winning. I've given you my perspective and, and hopefully a little bit of God's perspective on what's been going on this season in the NFL. What I really want to leave with you are the principles that I based my entire life on. Principles in football and principles outside of football. Principles that work at home, principles that work when you go to work, principles that work when you go out on the field to play. And these are those principles. It's about your game. First, always ask yourself tough questions. Don't go into any day thinking this is going to be a, a piece of cake. I don't have any big challenges today. Every day, 
brings tough questions. Always ask the tough questions. That's what you deserve, that you would do everything that, that God has allowed you to do, that you would become everything that God wants you to become individually and as a church, as a team, as a mother, as a father. Look the truth straight on. Always look at the truth. The truth is going to always reveal what needs to be revealed. It's going to shine a light on things that, that need to come into the light. Don't run from the truth. Don't hide from the truth. Don't make excuses for the truth or to avoid the truth. Look the truth straight on. And you'll always be everything that you are supposed to be, that God wants you to be. Play to your strengths. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Your weaknesses, if you just let them take over your life, if you live an undisciplined life, my, my coaching, my career, my family life was always based on discipline. If you don't let discipline take over your life and inform your strengths, then your weaknesses are going to be the story of your life. They're going to be the color of your life. Play to your strengths. Whatever you do well, do well all the time. Whatever you don't do so well, you're not going to probably get much better at that. It's not, it's not your gift. I have strengths. I have weaknesses. I have made a career out of playing to my strengths. Play to your strengths all the time. As a church, you have strengths. Play to the strengths that God has given you as a church. Write your character. Every day you write your character in what you do and what you say and how you live. These are a bunch of plays that we used to, we used to run. And each of these plays tells you what to do as a player. It says, go this way or go that way, or you're supposed to make this block. But that's not the real play. The real play is in the heart. The real play is in the heart when you know that your character is being shown each and every play. Did you fall down and get up and keep going? Did you fall down and get up and keep running? That's writing your character. Think big picture. It's easy. Anybody can, can look at what's wrong and go, well, there it is right there. That's wrong. Anybody can do that, please. Thinking big picture means you're looking at what's going to happen next week. And you're looking at what's going to happen next year. And you're thinking about where the team has to go and what the team has to do to become what it has to become. And, and we, were, we were winning a championship, and at the same time we won the championship, we're thinking about the next championship. You've got to keep the big picture in mind. Who you are today is just who you are today. What's the big picture of who you're going to be tomorrow and who you're going to be in five years even? If you don't keep that picture in mind, you don't understand what God wants to do in and through your lives as he creates this mystical thing that he calls the kingdom of God. Be completely committed. I used to think that that sounded funny. Be completely committed. But it's true. Anybody can say they are committed. But is your heart fully in it? Is your mind fully in it? Is your soul fully in it? Are you completely committed? Or are you a little bit distracted over here? 90 99% of commitment is 1% short. Commitment is commitment is commitment is commitment, which kind of goes into work harder than everybody else. This is one of my, my favorite all-time principles for my life, and I just tried to pass it on to all my players. Work harder than everybody else. Because if you're not doing that, somebody else is doing that. And that's going to show up in the game next week. So do more than you think you have to. Go farther than you have to think you have to. Be more physically fit than you need to think, than you think you have to. 
Work harder than everybody else, and you never have to make excuses. You never have to say, well, but if, when, I coulda, shoulda, woulda done this. Work harder. You can do that. Be prepared to sacrifice. Sacrifice is a word that, that we don't use a lot. People like to be comfortable. But the world doesn't advance through comfort. The world advances through courage. The team advances through courage. Be prepared to sacrifice. Be prepared to say, what is it that, that I have to give up for the team? What is it that maybe God's asked me to give up for my life? Sacrifice always wins. Respect legitimate authority. Authority is around us all the time. And to be respectful of authority doesn't mean you can't ask questions. It doesn't mean that. It just means you respect what it took for somebody to get in a position where they have care over your life. Respect that. We need respect in our country today. Without respect, things fall apart too easily. Respect and sacrifice, two things we really, really need to get back into our culture. Chase perfection. I got a lot of criticism about this one. Chase perfection. None of us is perfect. None of us is ever going to be perfect. But if we chase perfection, we might just end up at excellence. And excellence is a great way to win. Excellence is a great way to, to live. Otherwise, we end up just backing ourselves into mediocrity all the time. And backing into mediocrity is the last thing you want to end up having at the, end of, at the end of your life. You don't want to present a mediocre life to God. So when we chase perfection, we end up backing into excellence. And excellence always gets you to a place of winning. Be mentally tough. Don't let your emotions take over. Steady your emotions. It's okay to have emotions. I had great passion and great emotions. But there were times and places where I had to anchor my emotions in faith, or where I had to anchor my emotions in what I knew was true about myself and my team. There were times when I had to set emotions of fear aside, or emotions of anger aside, in order to achieve the, the bigger goal that we had, which was to be a championship team. Always be mentally tough. Balance humility and pride. We had pride as the Green Bay Packers. We had pride, but it was a pride always tempered with humility, realizing that the greater responsibility was to, to, to our fans, to our community. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't like it if men went out you know, carousing and doing things. I had strict rules about team deportment because balancing humility and pride are an important part of the game. Lead with integrity. Lead with integrity means that, that everything that you do is a picture of the goal that you're asking everybody else to move toward. And so if you're asking everybody to move toward that and you're not moving there, then nobody's going to even see that that exists. You have to be the one that leads through your integrity if you expect integrity to be a part of the culture that you're trying to develop. Build team spirit. Explain why and strike the balance. Explaining why. Don't ever ask a kid or another person that you're, you're coaching or somebody in your family or somebody in your business to do something without being willing to tell them why. The why makes the doing of things better. The why makes the doing of things 
understandable. Everyone deserves to know the why. Build confidence. Use your mission. Know your stuff. Know your stuff. In other words, you have to study. You wouldn't believe the amount of material that we have to study each and every week for each and every game. To know your stuff means you're ready for the demands that are coming up in your life. To know your stuff means that you are preparing yourself in advance of things. To know your stuff from God's Word means that you are conversant with God's Word. So you know when something happens how to apply God's Word to your life. And there's nothing better than in a situation be able to apply God's wisdom to your life. Demand autonomy, act, don't react, keep it simple. Keep it simple means it's about blocking and tackling and, and, and knowing where you're supposed to be all the time. Uh, act, don't react. Don't let somebody else push you and shove you and then you react against that. It's probably just going to end up in, a, in some kind of a penalty situation. The team's going to be affected by it. So always think before you act before you react to something so that you don't get yourself in a situation that's going to hurt the team. Tailor your motivation. Motivate by degrees. Focus on fundamentals. These principles change things. And when I went to Green Bay, I began to put these principles into place so that a team that was 1-10-1 could once again stand on a championship stage. And there's a trophy that they named after me that will be handed out late this evening sometime because of these principles. There's one more principle that I leave you with. Run to win. Run to win. Sometimes I could just say that to my team. Run to win. Because if you're not running to win, what are you running for? If you're not running to win, if you're not living to win, why get up in the morning? There's a bus going out of Green Bay every day. There's a plane flying out of Green Bay all the time. If you don't want to win, get on the bus, get on the plane. Running to win is the only way it works. Paul wrote about that. Story of the book of Revelation, God wins. God's been running to win throughout history. A God who has run to win for you throughout history is a God who deserves that we, together, those who say, we follow Jesus Christ, that we run to win in ministry, in life, in faith, in relationship. Run to win. There are some principles that are winning principles. There are some things that, that will change your lives every single day. If you don't just have goals, but you give energy, effort, sweat, blood, tears, to those goals because the kingdom of God and your lives are worth all of that. And I knew that. And that's what I brought to Green Bay July the 23rd, 1959. Let me pray with you. Dear God, help us to run to win Help us to run to win in our families. Help us to run to win in our businesses. Help us to, to run to win in everything that we do. 
Father, you have given us such an opportunity to live this life with integrity. So help us to embrace every moment. Help us to play hard. Help us to pray through all of the circumstances and realize that you have never left us alone. You have given us each other. You have given us of your Holy Spirit. We are thankful unto you, dear Heavenly Father. I thank you for giving me a life that allowed me to use my gifts. I ask your forgiveness for when I, I didn't do that well. I thank you for all that you are and all that you have been. And I'm honored to be in your kingdom with you these days. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You know, I really believe in all these things that, that Lombardi talked about because he was able to distill the wisdom of the ages and, and make it apply to everyday life. In all of his principles, there, there's a nugget of truth for each of our lives. And God's given us great responsibilities. Uh, football is just a, a microcosm, just like baseball is a microcosm, just like sometimes business or anything else that you do is a, is a microcosm of life. Life is, is, if you allow me, the big game. Life is what God is trying to do with all of us. And it's easy to see life as daunting. It's easy to see the goals as, as too lofty. But God says, I'm in this with you all the time. I will never leave you or forsake you. We're going to do this together. We're going to get this done. What did Jesus say? I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You are the light of the world. You are the hope of the world. This evening we'll watch a game and it'll be entertaining and fun. But life is going to start tomorrow morning when the alarm goes off or when the sun comes up. And God's given us some great opportunities. We need to run to win each and every day for his glory, for his honor. So I thank you for doing that as a church. I thank you for the honor of doing that, allowing me to do that with you. Uh, and I, I look forward to, to a lot of years of, of winning because God's given us a great gift.